If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, well, what I should say, heads up, is that this is probably going to be a general talking about the year 2020 mm. sort of episode, and uh, there's a limit to what I can say, because I'm, going to, of course, going to be doing my own review of the year in zero punctuation. Top fives and worst fives and bland fives and all that. Of course, of course. General but there are, But there are certainly some things I can <laughs> say at this point, without spoiling any future surprises. And that's Like, say, fine. The Last of Us 2... Probably isn't going to be the uh, best game of the year. No. And no. neither is Remothered Broken Porcelain, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, there, there's definitely a part of that podcast that was very, very real, which is that, like, The Last of Us Part Two, it, like, it won all those awards because everybody's friends with each other. Like, there, there is yes, no world. Yes. I suppose we could start by, like... <laughs> really talking shit about the game awards this year <laughs> there's a lot of shit to be talked about yes in that particular sphere <laughs> i mean let's um briefly uh, uh talk about the fact that the last of us 2 doesn't deserve game of the year right because i mean even leaving aside the fact it was quite polarizing for a lot of players you can't deny it's well put together but a lot of people found it a miserable experience myself included mm. which is not what we want when we're playing a video game not miserable but also not compelling something can be miserable and compelling like you know uh croatian film set during the second world war sure sure i feel this like was just miserable and uh full of people that i just didn't want to see anything any more of well e- even on a technical slightly more objective level it's like the gameplay is something we have already seen in the last of us it's something we've already seen in every other stealth based uh cover shooter thing like that it's it's a game that has done nothing new It, it it did it okay like you shoot things and they die that's great but like there was no no innovation not not even innovation because like a, a innovative game doesn't necessarily mean that it wins but like the gameplay well, was nothing. not in the game awards <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing special as i guess all i'm saying is the gameplay yeah, yeah, of yeah. the last of us wasn't mind-blowing no it was pseudo open world with crafting and collectibles stealth action right G- it was jiminy cockthroat <laughs> as i've come to start calling it but it yeah it fucking swept the board mm-hmm. game of the year best game direction which is Although bullshit I, remember, I seem to remember last year two different games won those yes Would well and they were give me a sec no they problem take your seconds were, uh sekiro won game of the year and death stranding won best game direction Right, I mean that that to me makes a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah, we discussed that because we were saying Death Stranding was the more auteur work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it was more the director's game. Right, but quick, who was the director of Last of Us Part Two? Go, is it is his name Geoff? <laughs> is that it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say his name is Geoff Knightley. Is that it, Geoff Knightley? 
No, I think it was. I think Neil Druckmann is the. Uh, oh, who am I thinking the, of? Is the dude who's Geoff? Hold I on, I don't, I don't know. Who are you thinking about? <laughs> for fuck are you thinking that. of Jeff Cayley, the dude who got fired for saying the um, uh, that a game was bad? Oh no, uh, Geoff Knightley is the the guy who runs the Game Awards. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, isn't. Yeah, he's the guy who got fired for saying a game was bad. Oh yeah, Jeff Cayley. Je- oh, is that his name? Yeah, it was Kanan Lynch. Yeah, because he was wor- he worked for a review site, and the review site had a lot of advertisements from Kanan Lynch, and oh. he wrote a bad review, and he got fired. Ah, okay. Well, that, it's he, that guy. He runs the Game Awards now. Uh, I guess he's good pals with everyone at Naughty Dog, by, by the looks of it. I would absolutely believe that. And so it's like, like, yes, you know, it if it wins Game of the Year, fine. Like. Does it have the best direction in a game? Like that's a that's a weird thing. I that's that's so wibbly wobbly. Where I'm sure. What were the what were the other games nominated for best direction? Um. Uh, oh, hang on. I just needed to add that I was wrong. Jeff Cayley was not the person who was fired for writing a bad review of Kane and Lynch. I was thinking of Jeff Gerstman, which is a different Jeff spelled different. <laughs> Sorry, little fact check there. So many Jeffs, and they're they're spelled G off, and that's just no way to live. So but, yes, you were asking what the nominees for best game were. For they best were. for best direction, if best if direction, you know. yeah. Uh, Last was part two: Final Fantasy VII remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Half Life Alex. And I can only imagine that. I mean, like you know, Ghost of Tsushima. You know, again, very similar, where it's like. You know, it's it's the same open world, uh, little bland of everything. A very strong direction to it, as you know, it's very cohesive. Mm. Uh, I think I suppose the same could be said about the Last of Us Part Two. Hades, on the other hand, is uh, is a, a game that has a very very unique strong voice. Mm. Half Life Alex, I haven't played. Well, it's uh, pretty good, but you know, a bit niche. <laughs> sure, sure. The Hades, yeah, that's a that's a good game, and it's also doing interesting things with interactive narrative mm-hmm. in ways that Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima are not being right. the usual bollocks. And so, something is that's that's a a case where a director would be incredibly important, and you know, like it's more, it might be more uh, indicative of like a of unique vision. But but hey, you know, like like I said, awards are um, awards don't matter uh, unless you win one, and then they're very important. <laughs> Seems like it. Ladies did win best indie. Oh, Ooh, cool. thanks. <laughs> Ooh, thanks for the chicken bone, assholes. It was also nominated for best game of the year and best narrative oh, and wow. uh, best art direction, and was shunned. Shunned, I tell you. It lost best art direction? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima won that. Uh, that's pretty good too. It's pretty good too. You know, Hades had cuz it just cuz it uses primary colors a lot. <laughs> it's it's a it's a good world. I, in my opinion, Ghost of Tsushima has a very nice world and a very cohesive world. I would say the same about Hades though. I don't know, it kind of pisses me off when a game with a like a realistic art style wins best art direction. Uh, I mean that's that's not an art direction. Uh, that's just being realistic. 
But it's not. It's it's hyper realism. You know, like the you know I, certain colors. I, su- I suppose. Yeah, come I on. Suppose. Come on. Do a lot of color popping. I'm just being a grump. You're just grumpy, being a grump. Grump. Last can of I be part grumpy two? about last? Can I be grumpy about Last of Us Part Two winning Best Narrative as well? Fuck yes. Who? Okay. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy pants. I don't know what Sentinel's Aegis Rim is. Thirteen Sentinel's Maybe Aegis either. Rim. Probably some Japanese RPG. Let me let me see if I'm right. I'll look it up. <laughs> yep. What do you know? It's a Japanese <laughs> RPG. Uh, having played uh, through all of Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima, I can tell you that uh, the the I much preferred the narrative of Ghost of Tsushima. Me too. You know why? Because <laughs> it ended at the point where the story ended, and mm. it was a good ending. You know, where Last of Us Part Two uh, like ended and then kept going for like nine hours. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That yes. one. That one particularly <sighs> bothers me. That it won best in narrative. Yeah. I mean, of all the narratives. Of every video game narrative told in 2020, yeah, that was the best, <laughs> absolutely t- tippy top standout of every single narrative that was told. Right, the best. Not not the game, by the way, who is in this list that used narrative as a gameplay device. Looking at Hades, but hey, yes, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's why these are all bullshit until something you like yeah. wins, and then they're not. Uh, let's look at so, game, game of the year. Game of the year. Last was part yeah. two, Animal Crossing, Hades, Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake, and Doom Eternal. I guess there's a. They might have thought that giving any awards to Final Fantasy Seven Remake might have like uh, sacrificed their credibility a bit because <laughs> it's because it's a remake. It says so right there. It's like right in the name. That's you know what that's a like just looking at all of these that's kind of a weak year. Well, it was twenty twenty, <laughs> the year of shit. <laughs> it was the year that everything got pushed back. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's that's not the best. That's not the best list though. Oh well, no. you know what? So well, I'm not, well, I'm actually well, not going to begrudge. Well, I suppose uh, this was the question that's hanging behind this whole event. What's your game of the year, Jack? Yeah, oh, that's that's like a, uh, that's a good question. I think if if I were to pick a game that that's a good question. I think uh, I think Miles Morales would be up there, hmm. which which I know is like it's weird because it's like it's almost like just a beefy DLC. Yeah, but. Yeah. It's for for me. The gameplay is still incredibly solid. The story was uh, engaging and interesting, and the world is great. That's so. That was the game you personally most enjoyed of the year, probably. Like Ghost of Tsushima is up there as well, but um, Miles. You shouldn't feel you shouldn't feel um, you need to nominate like a triple A game for game of the year. For for me, game of the year is the one that you enjoyed the most. It's well, oh, I'm I'm also trying to like quantify it in where it's like Spelunky two. I love with all my heart, but I feel like I haven't gotten far enough into it yet. You never will. <laughs> that's that's the idea. I I got far enough. Uh, I beat Spelunky one enough times to nominate it uh, my game of the year every single year, including this year because I love it so much. But would that be the, would that, would Spelunky two be the game you played the most 
of the year. Probably. I've probably See, there's an the argument for, you know, telling us what your game of the year was and what the game you spent the most time playing was. The game that I spent the most hours into this year was Spelunky 2 and Slay the Spire. Right. So, so maybe Spelunky 2 is your game of the year. I think that's up there, too. Like, for me, it's just a bunch of stuff I enjoyed. I enjoyed Miles. I enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I enjoyed Spelunky 2. I played a bunch of Slay the Spire, even though I know that didn't come out this year. Well, I can probably say what the one game I played the most, I spent the most time playing this year was, because that would probably have been Persona 4. And I'm not going to nominate that for any lists, because it's a re-release of a remake. (laughs) Sure. So I feel... I feel comfortable saying on this podcast that the game I played the most was Persona 4. Um, I played through it like twice sure. to see the best ending. <laughs> I, I was weirdly absorbed, and when I was when I finally got the best ending, I felt empty. Aww. I have yet to find something to fill that emptiness. Um, I've been playing a Nightmare Reaper on Steam. And I've how's that? A bunch of new content. It's all right if you like uh, retro-style boomer shooters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. With a bit of a roguelike aspect. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there is an easy way on Steam to like calculate what how much of each game you've played in a in a certain time window. Hmm. I'm googling that right now. I I don't know. I don't know either. But and and that's fine. That's fine. That's what I'm mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, Last of Us Part 2 won Best Audio Design as well. Ah, uh, fuck. Like, it's so boring. Well, best Audio Design always goes to, like, the big AAA of the year. What was last year? It was something similar. Like, usually, though, like, that's one that will go to just, like, a game that performs really well, like a Call of Duty, right? Yeah, last year it went to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Enough. And so it's like, okay, that's fine. They have a big budget. It sounds really nice. Like, that's a tech award that we can throw away... Uh, to appease yeah. the big ones, yeah, but they but they wasted it. But they, they <laughs> wasted it on the game they'd already sucked off ninety times, and they Doom Eternal hasn't won shit yet. See, that would have been a good one for Doom. Won, yeah, I'd have given it to Doom Eternal. That would have been a good one for Doom Eternal, or even Half Life well, Alex, because you know I'm sure all of the sounds need to be relative to where you're looking, right? So that would be a good one. Yeah, Half Life Alex has only won best VR game, predictably enough. Uh, but I'm looking at it, and Doom Eternal didn't win shit. Not a thing. What a, what a colossal snub. <laughs> well, I was saying right now, I had a lot more fun playing Doom Eternal than I had playing Last of Us 2. Right. I think that's fair of everyone. That's Ooh. fair of everyone. Okay, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. I'm getting looks. Okay. Get out. Have you tried scratching his belly? <laughs> yes, that only lasts for so long. Now she needs she needs uh, she's getting bored in my office, and that's fine. Oh. We we kept her from barking, and that's the important part. There's, you know, there's so much. There's so many interesting things here. Where like I'm seeing like you know Fall Guys won best community support. Among Us, a game that didn't even come out this year, won best mobile game. I think the mobile version came out. Oh, it did it. So that hence why it won best mobile. Oh, game. there you go. Where it's like there, there have been really interesting. There have been interesting games that came out this year that are getting well, just no yeah. love here. Well, there's the there's the Games for Impact Award, which is usually the Indie Innovation Award. Uh huh. 
or the uh, most woke game award. <laughs> tell me why. Did you play Tell I, Me Why? I don't believe I did oh. because uh, it felt it seemed like it was going to be like um, Life is Strange, and that really left me cold. Ah, gotcha. So I didn't bother with it. Gotcha, gotcha. But Spiritfarer, which I know we've both Spiritfarer, played. Spiritfarer I very much enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That's that's a nomination for Games for Impact. Mm, yes, that well, was I wouldn't there. say it was impactful. It was more sort of introspective, I suppose. Maybe And then Kentucky the... Route Zero, which is one of the most boring games I've ever played in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's auto-driven and like uh, artistic and moody, but it's so boring. <laughs> but it's artistic and moody and atmospheric. But it's boring. It's like walking around a silent art gallery, looking at the plaques, and your mum saying, "Stop fussing. We're here to learn things." It's it's that boring. <laughs> That uh, that's fair, that's absolutely fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I don't know. This was a, this is a weird year as far as like game of the year is concerned because because of you know the global pandemic and everyone being trapped inside. I, no Man's Sky won best ongoing. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no problem. No Man's Sky won best ongoing. Surely, at some point, you have to stop giving awards to a game that's still ongoing, because then you'd just be constantly giving them the same ongoing prize. Right, that's interesting. Best ongoing. What is what and what constitutes an ongoing game? I don't know, but these are all games that came out last year, or like in previous years. Right, like if a I mean, game surely gets there a should be a DLC, surely this should is be it just, ongoing. I don't know. Surely this should just be. Well, from the nominations, it looks like best live service game. Sure, I mean Destiny Two's on there, but is that No Man's Sky? I just thought it gets updates. Like it's not necessarily a live service. I guess it depends how you define live service. <laughs> well, then there, already, we're getting into the nitty-gritty. But, but yeah, like, why isn't Fortnite nominated every year? It's the most popular game ever. Well, apparently it is. Uh. What, what was 2019's nominations for Best <laughs> Ongoing, I wonder? It, it was Fortnite. It was Fortnite. It's always Fortnite. There is nothing but Fortnite. I don't think there was a Best Ongoing award. Oh, it's Last a new year. award. Interesting. Yeah, just handed out the uh, same cunts every year. And then some friend of yours who works on Destiny 2 can have a prize every year. Um. Well done, you. You hack. <laughs> Best hacks. Best That's hack. That's that award. What a, what a good hack you are, Destiny 2. <laughs> well done at being a huge hack. Well, what what I was going to say, getting back to just like games that I personally enjoyed this year because this year was, you know, incredibly stressful and hectic. I did. I found myself replaying a lot of comfort games. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, like I, I went through Dark Souls uh, a few times. I'm currently right now playing Dark Souls 3 because it's just something I enjoy, like so like it's that's why it's extra hard for me to come up with games like that came out this year that would make my best of list because I spent most of my time playing Slay the Spire because it's comfort food for me, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I wish I had more time for comfort games, but 
Got to play a new game every week. My comfort games are stuff like Nightmare Reaper, I suppose, the mm. old retro boomer shooters I can just play and turn the sound down and listen to a podcast. Right, right. I guess Persona 4 was turning into a comfort game by the end. Mm. But now I've finished it. Aww. I finished grinding up in dungeons. Grinding up in dungeons was becoming a comfort for me. <laughs> Just doing the same dungeon, grindy, grindy, grind, listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then the game finishes, and what the hell are you supposed to do then? That's Go the back question. And grind some more. Yeah. To yeah, see the you same, are. To see the best ending again, but slightly higher level. Not really worth it. Oh, not really one? worth it. See, I'm, I don't like ongoing games, ongoing live service games. I like a game with a narrative that ends. And if, if I'm grinding up in a game uh, and it's to the end of getting to the end of the narrative, then mm -hmm. that's fine. But I can't just grind for its own sake. That's that's too bad. Uh, and by the way, yes, I'm I, I'm looking uh, a bit on my on my Steam. Uh, you can organize by most played. You can't like filter it by year, but you can organize by most hours played. And uh, right. and Spelunky Two is incredibly high on that list for a game that came out just a couple months ago well there you go i'm so. noticing spelunky 2 didn't get nominated for anything in the 2020 game awards yeah yeah i'm noticing that too uh but i also think that's kind of fair because it's very similar to spelunky 1 right i got that impression but but it's spelunky yeah. more of it but that's you know part of that is why maybe ooh. Maybe that's part of the reason why I liked Miles Morales so much is because it was the comfort of Spider-Man oh, PS4. <laughs> you just want the comfort zones. You don't like being confronted with scary new things. Not this year. You're running back into your set like a badger in the light. <laughs> this year, no no uh, scary new things, only only safe things. Right. And uh, that's fair, Well, I'm still looking at these awards. <laughs> Last of Us Part 2 won Best Action Adventure. Action Adventure is such a loose description. Could be anything. What won Best Action Adventure? Last of Us Part 2. Oh, fuck. Come on, guys. There and were the more games that came to the, out. Uh, the nominations is just a slew of Jiminy Cockthroats. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, mm. Star Wars, Fallen Order. Wait, wasn't that last year? Yeah, that came out in 2019. What? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Why was that nominated for Best Action Adventure in the 2020 awards? If it came out late. Like, if it did it come out late December 2019? Hang on. Because, you know, like, the, the, award, ugh, the awards happen in December. So, you know, anything that happens after this year's awards, whatever, gets lumped into next year's, right? It came out uh, November 15th, 2019. Oh, so probably... That would have been... Would have been in time for the game awards. Well, probably just missed the cutoff, right? Like uh, nominees are probably put in like November fifteenth, right? That's what I'm. Uh -huh, assuming. You say that, but Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was nominated for an award in 2019. I just oh. checked. Oh, oh well, then fuck that. <laughs> you can't um, you can't nominate the same game twice in two years. Well, it was nominated for Player's Voice, which I guess is what the like uh, what pl players vote on. Player's Voice, what? It'll be interesting to see what Cyberpunk wins next year. Uh -huh. That was like that just fell out of the uh, catchment range for the Game Awards. 
Sure. I'm, you you know see what I, how, it, how people look back on it after some of the bugs have been fixed. I, I think it's it's going to be very similar to a Witcher 3 scenario where after possibly another six months to a year uh, in the oven, people say it's the best. Right now I'm looking at the advisory board. Uh, the advisory right. board for the Game Awards. Like these are the people who help like figure out what games will be nominated and it's like the president of Activision, the chief studios officer of EA, Epic Games yeah. in general, yeah. Hideo we Kojima. <laughs> we already knew it's a big circle joke for the big boys. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Doug Bowser, the, the president of Nintendo of America is in there. Rockstar Games in general. Riot Games. Oh, fuck, man. It's just... It's just the 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 companies controlling it all. At yeah. least you know they're like, all having their big feast, and we can only look outside from and look through the windows and press our faces against the glass and imagine what it would right. be like to be part of the big boys club. I'm just thinking, like at least for the Oscars, you know, the people who who vote for best uh, director are other directors right like you have to be in the director's guild in order to vote for best director for an oscar you have to be in the writer's guild to vote for best writer everyone gets to vote for best picture that's how those oh pardon me that's how those rules work where it's not necessarily up to the studios it's up to individuals to vote and that's how they get all their nominees and that's how you know they they vote right it's it's just this is a sham. This is an absolute sham of an award show. <laughs> I will say that The Last of Us Part Two probably deserved the award it won for innovation in accessibility. Ooh, because I yes. was watching um, the Game Makers Toolkit video on accessibility in games in 2020. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did you know Last of Us Part Two had a had a mode for blind players? For blind, like actual blind players. Yeah. You could play that game blind. There was a mode for that. How it worked How? was, um, well, uh, basically, everything that could make a noise made like a unique noise. Okay. And there was a button you could press that could summarize where you were. Like You pressed the button and a little digitized voice would say, you are crouching, you are holding a gun, there is an enemy in the room. I kind of love that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. What Although an interesting way to play. Games for the Blind isn't a new thing. Did you know there are blind fighting game leagues? Really? Yeah, some fighting games are actually really good for really uh, uh, playable blind. It's all down to sound design, obviously. Sure, sure. As long as every character's like different move makes a different noise, you can tell what's going on. <laughs> I kind of love that, actually. I'll be honest with you. You know, that would be a really interesting experiment. Is mm. is as as a sighted person, if that's how you say it, uh, is to play a game, you know, with a blindfold on, just to give you slightly more empathy, or just to, you know, a little bit of understanding as to how that would work. That would be a really interesting way to play that game. Hmm. Possibly the only interesting way to play that game. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I did it. Uh, okay, so yes, I will be with you there. And I know uh, accessibility features are becoming more and more uh, prevalent and standardized. Uh, I want to yes. say Miles also had several accessibility features. Yes, everyone's yeah. putting in their options for 
uh, like subtitles with clear font and mm-hmm. dark background so you can see them. For colorblind wonder, players, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much a game is obliged to uh, tweak itself to be playable for people who are just not very good at games. Uh, that I mean, by all means, remove like button mashing, quick time events for like people who've got arthritis. But what if you're just lazy? <laughs> can as, can can we have a game in some way detect that? Yeah, we uh, we have that already. They're called movies. You just you oh. just watch them. You don't have to do anything. Movies, you say? Yeah. Well, uh, those don't sound like they'll be around very long. No, not anymore. Not after uh, not after games took over, and then uh, and then the uh, theater system collapsed. But in any case, I feel like this is a weird year. This is going to be a weird year both for like big games that came out. It's going to be an equally weird year for movies and movie awards where, you know, this was a lot of a year on pause, a year on hold for so many things. Certainly was. Uh, Something something came out. That was a, a fairly healthy crop. They're fairly healthy. I'm trying to remember when did The Last of Us Part Two come out? Even was that like early this year? It uh, feels like forever uh, ago. It was mid year, June, June nineteenth. June nineteenth. Yeah. Incidentally, I'm, I looked up The Last of Us Part Two Wikipedia page to find that out, and I've just noticed it has three directors. Oh. Neil Druckmann, Anthony Newman, and Kurt Marganau. Oh, okay. So I guess the three of them were all really good at working together, and that's why the game won Best Game Direction. Uh, Maybe Best Game Direction just means the most game direction. The more people you had working on game direction, the more directed it was. Our, our directing team was nine guys. Well, that sounds like a pretty directed game. Let's try to let's try to break this down because this this actually fascinates me. I don't know if this will be uh, engaging at all to listen to, so I do apologize ahead of time. I'm trying to quantify best direction. I'm trying to quantify what it is that The Last of Us Part Two has done to earn itself a place here. Because, like as as we discussed last time, Hideo Kojima in directing Death Stranding is a very deserved win. There, that's such a unique game, and every aspect of that, you could see Hideo Kojima making a decision in order to make a clearer picture in the game, right? Well, if you're asking what it is that differentiates best game direction from game of the year, I, I assume best game direction would refer to, like, how efficiently the game was made. Okay, if it was if it was like a really complicated game, but someone was just really good at organizing all the people involved and fitting all the bits together, sure. that would be that would reflect good direction. Mm-hmm. I I guess I I I feel like I don't know. I and and this could just be me coming from more of a film side of thing, where to me a director is someone who is able to yes corral the team. In a singular direction, but usually that direction has a more interesting voice behind it. Right, and Last of Us 2 doesn't feel like it has a unique voice behind it. Right. Or that it's saying anything particularly (laughs) engaging. 
Right, where it's like if if you told me that The Last of Us or The Last of Us Part Two was a designed by committee game, I would say yes, yeah, it, it checks all those boxes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm trying to think, like, is it is it literally just in the story aspects that it wins Best Direction? Well, you, I mean, it's so vague, isn't it? I mean, Best Direction could also refer to how well you've wrangled the gameplay elements right. to create an engaging loop. Last of Us 2 hasn't done that either. <laughs> well, that's. I guess that's why I'm trying to break down, like, how they would justify this. But beyond it just being a game that they enjoyed for whatever reason, the the thing that makes The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2 unique within the video game world is its story element. Because its gameplay I, I, is not yeah. unique in, in yeah, any sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the Game Awards website. I'm going to see if there's any kind of blurb for each award. Ooh, about like the criteria? Yeah. Okay, well, here's a, there's a small blurb. Okay. okay. Game of the year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. That's how they define that. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's fine. That's best w- game w- direction w- is awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So, yeah. Outstanding vision. Outstanding creative vision and innovation in game design. And Last of Us 2 won that. Just let that sink in. Give it a moment. Now, to be fair, as we discussed, the la- and you know, I'm, 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 this is a slight defense. We just discussed uh, the incredible innovation that The Last of Us 2 did with its accessibility features. Yes, but that's not innovation... Uh, generally that's that's just uh that's just accessibility innovation which is why it won the innovation and accessibility award does presumably other innovation get is foot in filed under the other award does that give uh, a little boost as far as direction like maybe that was like a big goal that the directors had with the game this is uh, separate awards this is a separate awards it should be separate surely this is a weak argument i understand yes it is um yeah so if if, like if we are to look at hold on let me let me read or uh or uh you read that again for me just because my page isn't loading here the best uh best Best direction. direction yeah Yes. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Okay. So it's it's creative vision is a revenge story set in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. Uh, yes. That's, that's, that doesn't sound very creative at all. No, it does not sound creative at all. And the game direction and design is part stealth part cover-based shooter yeah it's jiminy cockthroat it's stealth action with crafting and collectibles it it represents neither story innovation nor game design innovation so why are we still talking this is the thing i just want to make sure we hammer that point home because it 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 specifically says innovation in game direction and design 
Well, I think you're right, Jack. I think we have conclusively revealed the Game Awards to be circle jerky bullshit. We did it. We did. We did. We did it. Yeah. Are you interested in the blurbs for the other awards? Uh, you know, let's go. I read those out. Let's see here. Best narrative, outstanding storytelling, and narrative development in a game, which also The Last of Us Part Two won. Yes. Now, narrative development could mean two things. It could mean the way a narrative unfolds across the course of the game, Mm -hmm. or it could mean the act of developing the narrative itself. Sure. Sure. Uh, In either case... If we're talking about the best game where about narrative, uh, the way the narrative develops over the course of playing, Mm -hmm. then Hades for the win. Right. Right. (laughs) But clearly thinking about this sort of thing is unwelcome in this sphere. (laughs) Clearly, we are clearly thinking too much about things. That's the, that's the real problem, is we're thinking way too much about this thing when your friend made that game. Yeah. Uh, but friend made game. But, fr- <laughs> but friend made game. <laughs> and see, like, outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation, while I, I hear that's best art direction, while I hear yeah. you that you know, Ghost of Tsushima is, you know, a realistic looking game. I think that still counts under that because the animation looks very good. The right, the fine. design of the world looks so good. We can... All right. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I guess basically... I guess it, does, it does look pretty cool when you're winning one of them duels. Right, in the blood splatter and the camera pan. Oh. We yeah. just need to be thankful that The Last of Us Part Two didn't also win that as it was nominated for Best Art Direction as well. <laughs> I was looking at the Game Award so. website. They've, they've like picked thumbnails for each game. Yeah. And the thumbnail they chose for Final Fantasy VII Remake is really bad. Yeah, I see that. Look at that. That looks like amateur photography. You they, cut off half of Red Thirteen's face there. They, they cut off half of uh, Aerith's face and they cut off uh, half of... Uh, uh, oh, who is his name? Balrog? Not Balrog. Who's the guy with the gun? Um, Barrett. Barrett. They cut yeah. off half of his... Yeah, it's terrible. It just struck me how bad that thumbnail is. Right. Uh, I, I can be with you there. Best the Last of Us Part 2 thumbnail is not so, not so great either. I'm not even sure what it is. It's It's dark. <laughs> yeah, it's a dark scene of someone holding a gun. Their face covered by the little red ribbon. Very emblematic of the game itself is a dark, boring game that wins a lot. There you go. There now, you go. The blurb for best audio design isn't really trying. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. <laughs> well, there, I hope you learned something from that. Well, uh, well, wait till you get down to best mobile game for the best game playable on a mobile device. Yeah, these blurbs don't don't really help. These are the awards no one really cares about. <laughs> mm. Best indie is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publishing system. What does that mean? Right. What is the? I mean, tra- yeah. Carrion was published by Devolver Digital. That's a. I would say that's a very mainstream publisher at this point. They publish a lot of the games. Yeah. They publish games on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I and, and it's like even even something like Hades, 
while outside the traditional studio system, uh, was an incredibly successful crowdfunding campaign. Which yeah, what is... they mean, what they mean is games not made by the richest cunts in the room. <laughs> That's what they mean. Well, yeah, of course, of course they do. Yeah, I would. Uh, in general, I know this doesn't necessarily like tie in with everything with anything else. I would love to see a game award show not hosted and uh and decided oh. on by the big game corporations. Yes, I'd like one that's more cricket, more not cricket, critic. I want I'd like one that's more critic led. I want an equivalent of uh, what the Cannes Film Festival is to the Oscars. Sure. Sure. Uh you know, that that would be good. Uh, even if we had people, the people who are working in games vote, much like the Oscars, or you know something like uh, like the uh, not the uh, not the Emmys. What am I thinking of? The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes, which is a critic-based award mm. show. Uh, okay, wait, yeah. wait a second. I just found the blurb for Games for Impact. Oh no, which goes. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Now, is the implication there that something like Last of Us Part Two has an anti-social meaning or message? Because I kind of agree with that. <laughs> a pro-social? What does that mean? Yay, this game is in favour of humanity. Pro-social? That... With a pro-social meaning, it's pro-social. What the hell does that mean, Yahtzee? Hang on, I'm going to dictionary.com. Pro-social, relating to or denoting behavior which is positive, helpful, and intended to promote social acceptance and friendship. I guess there's friendship in spirit, Farah? You can hug all the animals in that. Um, well, and it's, you know, it's positive behavior as far as dealing with grief and loss. So that's a positive, you know, like dealing with something negative can be positive in general, right? Right. So it's games that have like a a positive and helpful meaning for society. Sure. Exactly what The Last of Us Part 2 does not have. Goo. (laughs) They weren't nominated, were they? No. No, okay, good. Tell me why on that. Remember this is like That's right. This is like um arty indie games. Well, I didn't this know be- the arty indie game category. Because because all the gays in it, I didn't know if they were going to like ha- if that was like part of the games for impact because, you know, the lead of the game right. is a very visible, you know, gay woman, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, there's transgender Gen- characters. Exactly. I didn't know if that was that. part of games for impact, you know. I don't know how it works. I don't. <laughs> That's the sound, Yahtzee. That's the sound, I think. Okay. Oh. All right, best ongoing. Okay. The definition for best ongoing. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. And this is the one that um, where they nominated a bunch of games from previous years. Yeah. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and the winner, of course, is No Man's Sky... I suppose it would be weird to nominate a game that came out in 2020 for best ongoing because you don't know if it's ongoing yet. Mm. You'd know in like a couple of years. I guess that kind of makes sense. 
So here's the thing, though. Uh, content that evolves the player's experience over time. So No Man's Sky is the clear winner as it took a game that sucked and made it slightly pay- playable. Yeah, yeah. They famously made that game playable by, <laughs> right, by fixing it in post. But everything else, yeah, Destiny 2, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, all that shit does is just chuck out more stuff to grind for, doesn't it? Right. It does not it does not change the player experience unless you count like now I can play as someone who vaguely looks like John Wick as changing yeah. the player experience. No, all of these are the exact same game over and over and over again, except for No Man's Sky. So that makes sense. I'm well, perhaps that. we're harping too much on the same point that the game awards are bullshit. I mean, the Game Awards are bullshit. That. Yeah, no, they're they're the Game Awards are absolute bullshit. Uh, but well, I guess good for them. Game, they yeah. found a grift. They found a grift that works for them. Good for well you, Geoff. That's all we're well, looking for. You'll be able to look forward to my zero punctuation top fives of the year Ooh. at some point, which will be much more honest. <laughs> Although they are restricted to games that I did zero punctuations for. So there's a lot of indie stuff that's not represented. Sure. As I said, I won't mention Persona 4 because that was, despite being the game I played the most of and liked a lot. Is that? It's a a re-release, so we can't do that. Is that that another thing you should do, though? Is like, you know, you can have your, your official like, oh, here's the zero punctuation, best, worst, blandest. But then the fourth video is not the zero punctuation. It's the Yahtzee Croshaw best mm. where well it's hard to draw the line between the two entities sometimes mm. well just thinking about your ability to talk about like you said persona 4 which is probably the game you've spent the most time in right it, i'd probably talk about it if i was doing like a general dis, just general talk about things that happened in the year sure rather than, than something within the strict format of Best games of that year. Um, gotcha. gotcha. But anyway. Gotcha. But anyway, I feel like we have exhausted... We've exhausted complaining about the Game Awards and how shitty this year was. <sighs> it's it's really true. Uh, well, we can't... Yeah. As I said, we can't talk about my best and worsts because I've got, like, an official video of that coming out. But we can ask what your best and worsts are. So right. just give us a quick summary. Best and worsts. Uh, I, I really liked Ghost of Tsushima, I really liked Miles, I really liked Spelunky 2. Over on the ultra indie scene, I've been uh, delving into a lot of a game called For the Warp, which is a, uh, a a game that has a, it's a card, it's a deck building game like Slay the Spire, but it's set in a spaceship like FTL-like universe, so you have spaceships that shoot lasers. Uh, it's really early access, like... Like they're getting new builds where they like they, there's like placeholder art in some places. It's super early access, but I'm having a ton of fun playing it uh, because I enjoy games like that. My worst um, is The Last of Us Part Two. What a what a horrible horrible game! What an absolute slog! The game of the year, 2020 of the Game Awards, was your worst game of the year. Not just up there, your very worst. I can't think of a worse gaming experience I have had. I was very miserable playing that game through all aspects of it. What I will say, though, is I am in, at least in context of you, a slightly enviable, enviable position where I, if I don't like playing a game, I just stop playing it. Must be nice. 
It is. the And so part of the reason why The Last of Us Part Two is my worst of the year is Nick, our boss here at The Escapist, made me finish it so we could talk about it for The Escapist show, and I did not want to. What so, a taskmaster Nick can be sometimes. <laughs> well, and I do like to play games so I can be involved in the conversation, but mm. what a horrible slog that game was. Oh, uh, well. Well, back to Cyberpunk with you, then. Oh, no! Back to Dark Souls 3. But hey, everyone, thanks for thanks for listening and or watching this. We actually very much appreciate it. What a year we've had. What a fun show this is. Uh, etc. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Thanks, thanks, thanks for listening to this rambly podcast. This one specifically, particularly rambly. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember to follow us uh, on YouTube. Get a U- subscribe to us on YouTube. Get a YouTube membership. You can watch Ooh, videos yeah. a week early, or get an Escapist Plus Premium membership so you can watch videos without ads mm. and participate in Q and As and all kinds of fun bonuses as well. All kinds of fun bonuses. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Harlack, and I'm at Yahtzee Crowshaw. Andy's. And can I just say before we wrap all this up, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New let's, Year. Let's hope this one won't suck so much. Happy New Year, and we'll slightly see you later. Bye. bye. Slightly bye.